beautiful people and welcome to this, our fifth discussion in this journey that we have called The Journey. And just as a reminder, we are continuing our journey to Patriarchs and Prophets, a book by Ellen White. And this is the first of five books that we'll be discussing. And again, we're on the fifth chapter and this chapter is called Cain and Abel Tested. Something that I want to talk about before we dig into the chapter, which again is about Cain and Abel, is that so far in this series, we have seen magnified the importance of God's law, the importance of keeping God's requirements, that God sent his son, that Jesus came to satisfy the requirements of the law and to pay the price that the law demanded. So over and over and over, we see God's law, God's law, God's law, and how that law is very tightly knit together to his character of love. And along these lines, the chapter of Cain and Abel starts, and it talks about how Cain and Abel were basically, of course, they were brothers, but were basically honoring God, one, the right way, the way that God intended and that God had asked, and one, in his own way. So to that end, the chapter basically starts saying, Abel had a spirit of loyalty to God. He saw justice and mercy in the Creator's dealings with the fallen race and gratefully accepted the hope of redemption. But Cain cherished feelings of rebellion and murmured against God because of the curse pronounced upon the earth and upon the human race for Adam's sin. And of course, one didn't question God and the other one was indeed questioning God. So because of this, Cain had a spirit of rebellion. He didn't, he wanted to still kind of honor God, but honor God in his own way. So here we get to the scene that we see in the Bible where Abel comes with his own sacrifice. He built an altar. Cain also built an altar. He came to give God what was God's. And Cain also came with the intention of giving God what was God's. But here's what happened. Abel did the sacrifice of the animal as you know, God had asked at the Garden of Eden upon the fall of man, but Cain and Abel didn't bring the sacrifice. He brought first fruits and other things. And we gotta, we gotta here go back to the plan of redemption. And the plan of redemption, the law demanded that death, the death of someone equal with God in order to redeem us, or the death of humankind because of having sinned. So the sacrifice was a type of Jesus. The, the fact that the, the, you know, it was shedding of blood during a sacrifice, it symbolized that Jesus, the Lamb of God, was going to give his life on behalf of us. So it was through Jesus' blood that we are brought into harmony with God. So it was of absolute importance that Cain and Abel both would do the sacrifice the right way with, you know, a, an animal being killed. And Abel did it as such and God accepted Abel's sacrifice, but um, Cain didn't. And of course, God didn't accept Cain's uh, sacrifice because once again, it misses, it missed out without the shedding of blood. There's no, there's no symbol, no type 
that points to Jesus. It says right here to that end, without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission of sin. And they were to show their faith in the blood of Christ as the promised atonement by offering the firstlings of the flock in sacrifice. So without bringing that, you know, that sacrifice is denying the entire reason for God's plan of redemption. It's, it's basically not accepting that intercessor that is needed between us and God. <clears throat> and uh, so we can see clearly here that Abel gave full obedience and Cain gave partial obedience. And this is something that we see today in the world. And actually Ellen White touches on that as well. The, at the end of the day, Cain and Abel um, presents two groups of people. People that honor God the way God has asked and people that at least attempt to honor God, but in their own ways, in, in with their own special rules. And we see a lot in Christianity today. We see, and I'm not pointing fingers or anything, but there's a lot of, you know, religions or that branches from Christianity that interpret Bible in their own ways and some take some portions of the Bible literal, some portions of the Bible as just advices and kind of do their own thing. And to this point, the point of this story, partial obedience is still disobedience. And it is very important for us to be mindful and careful of how we decide to uh, honor God because God, again, God's law is holy and God's law is unchanging. And it is important to us to live to the best of our abilities with Jesus and with the Spirit to the standards of the law. So it says here, Cain and Abel represent two groups of people that will exist in the world till the close of time. One group avails themselves of the appointed sacrifice of sin. The other one ventured to depend upon their own merits. Theirs is a sacrifice without the virtue of divine mediation and thus is not able to bring man into favor with God. So once again, the topic of law and its importance. So as we go through five chapters now talking about the law, I think it's fair to say the law of God is very important. But more important, uh, or not more important, but as important is that God is a merciful God. And the next chapter, in the next scene that we see in the book here is that even though Cain willfully disobeyed God, God reasoned with Cable. He says, God did not leave him to himself, but he condescended to reason with the man who had shown himself so unreasonable. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? Through an angel, the messenger, through an angel messenger, the divine warning was conveyed. If you do well, will you not be accepted? So note that the decision of obeying, still God put it on Cain. He had the ability to choose. And we go back again to chapter one, when we talked about free will. So love necessitates free will. And God in his love will honor our free will. So God didn't say you need to do this or that. He said, if, if you do right, would you not like be accepted? He was reasoning with Cable, trying to get into that conscious mind to make him realize the mistake that he was doing. But here's the thing about sin. Sin creates stubborn people. And, uh, you know, 
Jesus talked about this and we saw it in the use the more the more Jesus lived on this planet the more the wicked ones felt that they needed to eliminate him including his own people the Jews the religious Jews that is so there's there's just a spirit of resistance that is triggered and continues to magnify when somebody is decidedly you know decided to not do or do not accept the good things. He says here, the brighter the heavenly light that is reflected from the character of God's faithful servants, the more clearly the sins of the ungodly are revealed, and the more determined will be their efforts to destroy those who disturb their peace. So Abel tried to reason with Cain, God tried to reason with Cain, but instead, and he for some time like thought maybe they're in the right, but he was so stubborn and so determined to feel rebellious that his hate exponentially grew to his brother and eventually it led him to kill his own brother. And we see this persecution at the end of the times, um, at the end of the time with the, God, with the people of God. God has warned us about this, about how when we Christians really put our Christian shoes and and be kind and, and loving and show the character of God, but also ex, you know, express that the law of God needs to be honored, how there be a spirit of resistance, of, of persecution against us. And, uh, and that's what we saw in the story of Abel and Cain, which Cain eventually killed his own brother and tried to defend himself about it. And even so, even so Cain killed his brother, we see that God allowed him to live which again, once again, speaks to the mercy of God. But the day will come, my friend, in which every single one of us will recognize that God is just. Uh, and unfortunately for the wicked ones, when that time comes, it will be too late to join the righteous, but everybody will at some point in history acknowledge it. It says, when the prince of the world shall be judged, and all who have united with him shall share his faith, the whole universe as witnesses to the sentence will declare, just and true are your ways, O king of the saints. So everyone, everyone will be accountable to the decisions that they made, and everyone will recognize that God is just. So right now, you and me, we all have the opportunity to join the righteous, to choose to obey God, to choose to obey Him in His way, not on His, not on our own ways. Will you take Him up on that? Will you honor God the way that God had asked you to honor Him? Something to think about. Until next one.